Welcome to the Uncanny Adventures podcast. Uh, welcome back to the Haunted Hamlet of Raven's Hill adventure with uh, Kimmy and Dustin and Krona and Bree. And last time on this game, the adventurers were a group of friends planning to set out and uh, find adventure outside of town in the wilds when things took a turn. And unfortunately, the undead seemed to be rising for some unknown reason. And it turns out that right now, our little group may be the only ones in town really equipped to do anything about this. So when we ended our last session, the group had holed up in the moneylender's shop, much to his chagrin, because he didn't want them there. But he also didn't want to argue with Dustin. And now... They have some decisions to make. So first of all, we'll say hi to our players again. So um, if you guys want to say hi and introduce yourselves again, we'll start with uh, Cullen. Hi, I'm Cullen. I'm playing Krona. And Ian. Hi, my name's Ian. I'm playing Dustin, the Barbarian. Casey. I am playing Brielle, the Ranger Elf. And Dylan. I'm Dylan. I'm playing uh, Camparia Culperanius, the rock gnome druid, who died last time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she did. But I'm back. <laughs> All right. So, um, and I'm Jeanette. Hi. I'm the DM for this adventure. All right, guys. So, last time, you had managed to drag your unconscious friends back inside the moneylender's shop. He's yelling from upstairs, no, no, don't come inside, just keep killing the undead. And uh, you shut the door. The guards that came in with you put a couple of sandbags and stuff in front of it to keep the dead out. And now you are all grouped inside. It's been a few hours. Those that were unconscious have been uh, woken. Some healing has been done. You've had a chance to rest a little bit. And uh, now you have to decide what is it you're going to do next? Um, In the few hours we've had, uh, Kimmy has been in the kitchen raiding it and made cookies for everyone because <laughs> she couldn't really sleep because every time she closed her eyes, she swore she saw like a, a dark figure looming over her with a hood and a scythe. So she was like, nope, making cookies. <laughs> so when you all wake up, she has cookies for everybody. And she also uh, gets cookies for the guard who revivified her. So, so the guard, uh, he's very happy. He's like, oh, thank you very much. This is this is so nice. I, I haven't been able to have cookies in a while. You know, the wife the wife tells me I should stay away from him. And he takes a big old bite out of him. I know it doesn't really make up for it, but I hope that's a start. Oh, thank you. Actually, I mean, maybe I'll get you to bring me these. Every, you know, sneak me a couple every uh, couple of days. Don't tell the wife. <laughs> Do you hear from I upstairs? Guess. You hear, are they leaving yet? <laughs> So we're trying to, we're thinking about going after the music, right? Yes. So mm. the, the violin, the, or fiddle, or whatever it is, is still playing. Uh, you can hear it anytime anybody opens the door to try to push back some of the dead that are getting too close, or even the windows. You hear the dead, or the the music over them. Okay. Um, Dustin says. I have the ability to cause us 
to or give us the ability to be stealthy on our ex on our exit. And just like what I can do, one of my racial abilities is I can uh, cast pass without trace. And it would give us all plus ten bonus on stealth checks. And we can't be tracked by anything except magical means. So if we want to try to sneak out of this house, that could be useful. Very nice. So the guards look at you and they're like, what, what do you mean? You're, you're going back out there? Yeah. Well, we have to stop the source of this undead scourge, don't we? Uh, well, I mean, eventually won't the bodies just all be gone? I mean, how many people could there really be there are dead around here? You think? <laughs> I don't know. Just but then the if... door kind of gets bashed against from the outside and he's like, ah, and he runs over and shoves the bags against it again. All right, maybe somebody should do something. I don't know how this will, I don't know how long this will hold. Yeah, right. I think, Dustin, I think you using your scouting skills would be a good idea. Yeah. Um, are there any other exits from this house? Hmm. So in the time that you guys have spent inside, um, you've stayed on the first floor. A couple of the guards uh, were called upstairs. And one of them is standing at the top of the stairs, kind of guarding. The other one you haven't seen. He must be somewhere else, maybe watching out a window. But on the first floor, there's multiple windows. And there's also a back door that leads outside. Mm. So if we go out to the back and like peek through, it looks like there's curtains. Mm -hmm. Curtains, is there some zombies in the back? Yep. So if you go and kind of poke your head out, it does look like there's a couple of them wandering about outside behind the building. Mm. But there's fewer in the back than in the front. In the front, you know, you can see there's there's at least four or five that are pretty close. There's a couple off to the either side. Out back, you've seen maybe one, two kind of wandering past. Um, if we gather everyone up and we sit, do we all want to just go at once? I feel like that's probably the best. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So do we want to try to take out these ones in the back with like a bow out the window? Take them out quietly? Yeah, we could try that. I do have my sling. So yeah. I only have javelins, so I don't know how. <laughs> I have a bow. I mean, if you want to try sniping some, I, I, that might be a good idea. All right. So, Bree, uh, so you do have your choice of windows toward the back here on the first floor. You also haven't seen the upstairs, but you do know from the outside that there are upper level windows as well. That'd probably be best because, yeah. I don't want an open window on the first floor with a dead around. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd go upstairs and go out one of, well, open up one of the back windows. Okay. So you make your way upstairs. Um, so on the upper floor, you come upstairs, the guard's like, oh, um, I, you know, I don't think uh, Mr. Mr. Gare wants anyone up here. Like, who's coming upstairs? Uh, no, no one, sir. Sorry. Uh, what are you doing? I'm trying to get up to kill some of these things from the upper windows. Oh, um, all right. Yeah. You know what? Um, they're, they're going to take care of some of those zombies outside, sir. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Go ahead. And he'll let you upstairs. You hear the grumble, grumble from the moneylender inside his room. So you, you come into kind of like a living room area 
There's a couple sitting chairs. There's a, a work table, a bookshelf, a rug on the floor. And there are multiple windows to either side of the house and the back of the house. So you can see out down to the back. Okay. So I mean, um, uh, while Bree is doing this, I, I, uh, Dustin's going to go to this back door mm-hmm. and just like kind of be standing. Cause this is the back door right here, right? Yeah. The back door is in the back right corner. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to stand and kind of be going between the two windows and, uh, try to keep an eye on to see what happens. Like if it attracts more attention or if it works, you know, and be yeah. ready at the door just in case. Where's the door? So the door is in the upper right-hand corner of the map. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, and looking out through the windows, you can see that there's at least one zombie currently making his way across the back of the house. And another one kind of off behind the uh, left-hand side of the house, behind the kitchen. Okay. That so, zombie did not get any cookies. <laughs> not give the zombie cookies. It's very jealous. Um, well, I guess I'll just shoot at this guy first. See if we can take him out. All right, so you shoot from the window and you uh, easily hit the zombie from above. Roll some damage on him. As he kind of staggers from the, the shot to the back of his head and he like starts looking around to see where it came from. <laughs> I'm still getting used to using my character sheet to roll. If you click on longbow, it will give you your damage. Alright, so we'll say those are both shots. So if you actually click in where you've rolled it. I understand. There you go. Okay. So eight so you hit it for eight piercing on the first shot, and now you can click on it again, the longbow again to do damage. There you go. Okay. Alright, so he's still up. He's got now he's got one arrow kind of sticking out of the top side of his head and he's got the other kind of sticking out of his upper chest. And he's like looking up at you and his hands are up and he's like. And he kind of walks up and he starts kind of tapping on the side of the building, trying to reach up at you. Well, I'm going to shoot him again then. Okay. That will definitely hit him. For six more points of damage. All right, so he starts to slump over. Let's see how he does. Oh, that's right. Wow, already. <laughs> so that was six. Just die again. Well, you know. All right, so he <laughs> stands up like he like, hits the building and he pushes himself off and he looks up at you and he kind of starts pulling, like trying to pull himself up towards you. So you guys on the first floor can just hear the clanking of him hitting against the building. Um, if I run over to this window, can I like see him through the window? If you run over to the window uh, and you poke your head, yep, you see him. He has moved up and he is just like slamming against the building right there. He wants he wants Does, to know what's going on. <laughs> this is a little crazy and Bree specifically went to the second floor to avoid this, but if I open that window, can I take a swing at it with my axe? Yes, I will let you roll with disadvantage because the window frame is going to be a bit of a pain for you, okay. but you can definitely try to hit him with your axe. Okay, okay. Um, so, me... Bree, as you reload and you go to stick your, your like self out the window again, 
you just see uh, Dustin come out the window and you just see his axe <laughs> swing randomly. So 14 will hit him. Okay. All right. So, nine points of damage. All right. So at nine points of damage, I will roll to see if he stands up. So you slash into him. You actually kind of like get the, the your axe stuck for a minute in his chest. And... <laughs> he is just holding on now, like pulling himself along your axe. Oh my gosh. So uh, he is going to like just try to swat at you through the window because you tried to get him. Yeah, yeah. So he he slams his fist at you, and he gets a twenty to hit you. That hits. All right. So you take seven damage as he just bashes you across the face with his little undead palm. Does anybody else want to do anything? Who's inside? You, see, uh, you guys now, like uh, Krona and and uh, Kimmy, you guys see Dustin has leaned out and hit, and then you just see Dustin kind of slam against the window frame as this claw just smacks him into it can i uh like pull dustin back into the building and like slam the window shut sure just give me um give me a quick like a uh, strength roll just to pull him back i'll give, oh, you, no. I'll give, I'll give you advantage <laughs> because he's kind of getting recoiled from the hit anyway so he's okay. coming in your direction so you could just overbalance him back into the building maybe you just get on all fours behind me <laughs> so that i fall back <laughs> so you pull you pull on him and he's so tall in the window like instead of coming through he like hits his head on the window and like, <laughs> is still stuck there why do you have to be so tall no <laughs> so Krona, is there anything you want to do in this instance as Kimmy is now trying to pull Dustin back you're probably standing in the kitchen watching this that's a good question uh <laughs> Krona's just standing back eating cookies. The guard in the kitchen is standing there like, uh, uh, do you need help? Yes. Krona, what are you doing? I don't know. I guess I could help try to pull him back in. So you move over and try to grab on and give, and give him a tug back through the window? Sure. All right, make me a strength athletics check. Uh, let's see. What is it? Uh, strength ath athletics. Strength so it's under your skills, under athletics. You can just click on the athletics and it should roll you. There it is. All right. So, so Krona comes over and uh, he like reaches out and pulls down on the back of Dustin's shirt and then he yanks back and pulls him in. Um, so as you get pulled in, it's going to just try to swipe at you again as you're getting yanked out of its uh, range. So. And that will be an 11 to hit Dustin as he gets pulled away. All right, so Krona and Kimmy managed to pull you back through the open window. And Kimmy, do you leap forward and uh, close it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. 
So now, now this thing is out there just. So Bree, you cut, you knocked another arrow and you looked down to shoot at it. And you just saw Dustin sticking out the window. You saw like little hands try to pull him. You saw Corona's <laughs> hand come out and yank him back. And now you just see this thing like tapping on the, the glass as it, of the window. As it's tapping on the window, I slowly close the curtains. Uh, <laughs> good. Well, I'm going to shoot at it again. All right. I don't want it at the window. You shoot down at it and you hit it. Seven. Seven points of damage. All right. So you shoot down. It goes straight through the top of its skull. It starts to slump against that window again. And this time it slumps. You guys out inside with the curtains closed hear a thump. Donk. And then you hear like this. Oh, man. (laughs) And then the tapping has stopped. The guard guard just looks at you all. Doing all right over there? Yeah, we got it. All right. We're professionals. (laughs) I don't know know if professionals will wear it, but okay. (laughs) All about selling yourself. We've been professionals for about uh, four hours. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Doing Doing great. If we look out the window again, do we see, like, has this attracted any noise or any more zombies? Um, looking out, it doesn't look like they've made their way around the back yet. You still hear them on either side, but it looks like for now, the behind the building is pretty clear. I think it's time to run. Yeah, I think we should just book it, honestly. Okay. This whole killing zombie things is not going well for us. No. (laughs) We should just avoid them. Alright, so Bree makes her way back down to join you. The guard stands aside from the door and he says, uh, well, I mean, good luck. Uh, I hope this isn't the last time I have cookies. Don't get killed. <laughs> like, don't worry, it won't be. All right. You're my cookie source. Do, do we know what direction we're going to be running in once we get out the back door? That's something we might want to know. So one thing you guys did figure out um, was it sounds like the fiddling is coming from the north. So okay. north north of town um, is the crossroads, the covered bridge, um, the cemetery, and further north is the castle, the abandoned castle. So. All right. So that's the direction we should go. All right. Is there any way while running out the door I can try to quickly grab some of my arrows back? Um, you can. So what we're going to do, if Dustin, are you going to cast your passive trace spell on the party? Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's what I'm going to do. Okay. So everybody can make a stealth check. Yeah. First of all. Better at stealth than I am strength. <sighs> okay. And because of Pass Without a Trace, your stealth roll is going to get a, a 10 point bonus. That's 29. That is Ooh, 29. Crap. Kimmy is very quiet. Even without playing Damien, I am still a great stealth person. <laughs> 32. All right. I just got 19. All right. So, uh, three, so you guys go to the back door. The guard uh, will quietly open it for you so you can slip out. Bree, you can quickly make me uh, just a quick perception check to try to collect. Actually, you know where they are. Just make me a quick uh, strength athletics to go and just see how many arrows you can pull out of the dead zombie. Because every one of them is stuck in him like a pincushion. 
athletics. All right. So you shot what? You shot four arrows originally. All right. Yep. So you managed to uh, to extract three of them. The fourth, okay. the fourth one snaps. The one that's like stuck through his top of his head. You go to pull it out, and it kind of snaps, and the the head rolls back, and the jaw kind of opens up, and it looks up at you. Mm. Oh, but you do get three intact arrows back. Stick. All right, so you quietly make your way out of the house. Let's see if the nearest zombie catches sight of you as you run for it. Dun, 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 dun. I hope not. Mm-hmm. We're very sneaky. You are very sneaky. So you uh, can see this one zombie around the corner of the house near the back door. and. As you guys slip past, he's kind of facing away, and you all go one at a time and run into the tree line behind the house, and it slowly turns around, but you guys have already disappeared from sight, and it just catches sight of the guard shutting and locking the door. So the last thing you see is it kind of moving toward the closing door. Nice. So, you all disappear into the trees, and you're going to head north out of town? Yep. Okay. Yes. So, um, heading north, you know, is going to bring you, uh, it's a couple miles. Um, there's a fork in the road a couple miles north of town. And to the west is the covered bridge that crosses over the river and takes you toward Raven's Roost Cemetery. And to the right, the path heads out to the east and to Raven's um, Crest Castle. So, you guys make your way quietly. It takes you a little little under an hour to kind of get to the fork in the road. And you stop. And the music is actually louder as you've headed north. And um, you have had to kind of duck into the tree line a little bit here and there to avoid um, any of the undead moving along the road and through the and through the trees and things like that and you've seen some of those little hands (laughs) and you've seen um occasionally zombies once or twice you've seen some some skeletons kind of meandering along some of them intact some of them with missing pieces one was kind of using its leg as like a cane so it only had (laughs) one leg and it's hobbling down oh man that's kind of cute but also terrifying Yes. Mostly terrifying. Mostly terrifying. Yeah. And you come, you come to the fork in the road. Hmm. Can not- we? Can we tell now that we're closer if like it's more coming from the east or you said the north, right? Or the two directions? Yeah, the cemetery lies almost almost due north. It's a little bit north and west. The castle is more north and east. So you hmm. guys can all give me perception checks if you want to try to figure out where the music's coming from. Okay. Ooh. Oh crap. Oh, well. Not gonna have to have that. <laughs> crap. Yeah. Corona's apparently distracted. Oh sorry, what am I doing? <laughs> Perception check. Okay. That's I I heard check and I was like I was trying to figure it out and then I was like, uh what check what is it again? <laughs> it's okay. Corona's the daydreaming member of the party anyway. Oh, 
So, um, Bree, you do know for sure. And Corona, when you start paying attention, because at first you're kind of just muttering to yourself, walking behind everybody. Um, you do feel like the, the music is coming more from the northwest than from the east. All right. From the cemetery. Uh, cemetery. Go that way. Okay. I don't want to go that way. Want to go that way either? Hopefully, there's not too many undead because they've all already left. Hopefully, hopefully, to terrorize everyone. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure everybody's safe enough. <laughs> not actually believing that very much. So several dead guards. <laughs> so you she take- touches the the burn on her neck left over from when she tried to burn the hand. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you do have that. You did the healing. You know, you've done some healing and stuff, but that's one that you kind of just probably bandaged up a little bit. And yeah. So, uh, you guys take the fork of the road to the left, heading um, to what you know is the the bridge that crosses the river. And you're maybe about a quarter mile from the bridge when you hear a small voice yelling in the distance, "Leave me alone! Help! No! Get away from me! Help! Help!" Kimmy instantly goes and tries to find out where it's coming from. So Kimmy bolts up the road in the direction of the sound. What are the rest of you doing? I'm going to follow. Okay. Yeah, let's go. All right. So you all run toward the bridge. Uh, As you do, um, you can see up ahead, you hear the river getting louder and louder, but you hear this voice continue to yell, no, get away, leave me alone. And it's a, it's a young voice. Like you definitely think it's maybe um, probably either a kid or, or a young teen. Mm-hmm. And so as the river's getting louder, you can also hear something. It sounds like a scratchy voice. And it's like, ha ha, don't chase him. Oh, he got out of your reach. No, no, get him. Nope. Follow him around. Oh, come on. Keep playing with him. I like this. And as you guys kind of come up over the crest of this little hill to where the bridge is, you see... Uh, it's a very strange site. Now, the, there's a signpost that's generally here where the town will usually post messages for travelers and for residents who take the road a lot. <laughs> and standing in the top of the signpost, looking like he climbed his way up on top of it, is this young boy. And uh, you guys have met him before. His name is Anders. His father owns a tavern in town. And he generally has taken on the responsibility of posting the notices for the town. And he's probably about 14 years old. But Anders is standing on top of this signpost and trying to keep his balance as he's being, like, chased after by two skeletons that are just clawing up the signpost at him. And they're, like, flicking their claws at him. But what's really creepy isn't even that scene. To the left of them, to the other side of the bridge, sitting on a skeletal horse is another skeleton who's brandishing a rapier. He's got a wide brim cap on and an eye patch. And he's the one yelling at them to keep chasing this boy. What kind of skeleton wears an eye patch? <laughs> it's like he's some kind of discount pirate. <laughs> so this is, this is the scene you see as you all are running up. And uh, Anders is trying to like kick at the head of one of these skeletons. Oh, well, boy. So, what do you guys want to do in this instant? 
So it's three, it's two regular skeletons and one smart skeleton. Apparently. And a skeleton horse. Apparently, um, yes. And I'm assuming we don't hear the violin. No, no, you can still, it's, it's very hard to hear over the water, but every once in a while you hear the sound of the fiddle coming, but it's still distant. It's not here with them. It's not here, okay. Yeah, and you can see on the ground, like around Andrew's uh, feet, like below the sound signpost is like his bag and all his papers have fallen out. And he, mm. there's a there's a small knife. It looked like he tried to defend himself and then dropped it and thought better of it and made, and made a run for the sign. Uh... Kimmy's gonna duck behind these rocks here, right off the road. Okay. Um, and she's gonna cast Entangle on the two skeletons uh, below Anders. Okay. So when you do that, I'm gonna have everybody roll initiatives. Okay. Because Kimmy's Kimmy's like sixteen ish, mm-hmm. and she probably has a crush on Anders. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> see, no. So, Kimmy, you will get to act, and that will kick off this combat. Sorry, guys. That's <laughs> no, fine. I, you know, I don't think Dustin would normally reach for his axe. Mm. against like most people in most situations but i don't know if that applies to undead it just it is kind of different it's true it's a little different than (laughs) maybe what he's used to um the zombies have to make strength saving throws for the entangle by the way sounds good let's see so skeletons it's dirty skeletons Spooky, scary skeletons. True. <laughs> All right. What is the area of this entangle? How big is it? Uh, 20 foot by 20 foot square. All right. Uh, I'm going to try and leave like one side of the sign open. Okay. So that if Anders wants to like jump off, can. <laughs> All right. So you're going to try to just catch these guys. So that yeah. It... Oh, that <laughs> fancy, Jeanette. I try. Just um, wait till you get black tentacles. Oh, <laughs> they look awesome. So th- this thing comes out, and I think, <laughs> yeah. So like these these vines literally grow, uh, and they come out almost to where Bree, Krona, and Dustin. Like you see, Kimmy run. She bolts behind the rock, and you're just like, what? And all of a sudden, the roots and stuff all under around just start to grow and grow. And you guys are just like standing there like, holy crap. But it's just beyond your feet, like barely. The skeletons will make strength checks to see if they get stuck. And as this is happening, you see the skeleton on the horse just turn his head around and look towards you all with the one open eye slot. <laughs> and, and he's like, oh, haha, this is even more entertaining. So let's see. What do my skeletons get? Hopefully they're not as uh, spry as the uh, creepy hands. Oh, that's right. What's my spell save DC? It's a good thing to know. Yep. So I have a 14 and a 16 for their strength Uh, checks. 
Oh, crap. My spell save DC is 13. All right. So <laughs> so the, these vines grow up underneath them, but they manage to kind of like, <laughs> they claw them away as they're coming at them. So they're not currently entangled by this. So, Krona, as this is happening, you are the first to react to all of this. What do you want to do? Good question. Uh, there's a bunch of tangle stuff in that direction, so... There is. You can see the skeleton on the horse starting to turn it in your direction with this big smile, and he, like, points the rapier. He's just... You see his teeth. He's missing a couple. There's a few not there. Uh, it looks like this guy. Nice. <laughs> I guess I could just shoot a crossbow shot at something. You could. Crossbows are very useful items. Uh, I can reach that guy, right? I believe, yes. 5, 10, 15. Yep, your crossbow would be able to reach him. Okay. All right, so you fire your crossbow at him, and he swats through the air with the rapier and just flicks it out of the air. Oh, oh well. <laughs> After Krona, it's Kimmy. So Kimmy, all your entangle comes up, but you notice that the uh, skeletons seem to be clawing it away at this moment. Yeah. What else do you want to do? Oh, boy. <laughs> Can I... Can I drop ca- concentration on that entangle and cast entangle again? What the? You could. <laughs> That's how it works. All right. So the the vines and everything start to kind of wilt and recede and disappear and then immediately start to grow again in the <laughs> same spot. And they will make strength saving throws again. Oh, come on. They, lo- they look surprised and they're looking down at it and they go to claw back up at Anders. And then they look back down and go to start <laughs> clawing it off again. All right. So two strength saves. Oh, come on. Well, one of them got stuck. Okay. All right. So the first one manages to, uh, the first one that reached up for Anders isn't paying as close attention and he gets tangled mm-hmm. up. The other one is, looks back down and starts clawing immediately. So he does not. So Dang it. this one is tangled. Let's see. Okay. That's better than none of them. All right. Do you want to stay where you are? Do you want to move? Uh, I'll stay where I am. I tell Anders, try and jump off if you can. Okay. Thanks. Stay away from the skeletons. I'm trying. <laughs> All right. So after Kimmy, the skeleton on the horse, he will. Let's see. He's going to leap down from the horse. <sighs> and he's going to. He moves around. And he looks down at Kimmy and he goes. Come here. Come on. Come on out. It's okay. I like the little ones. Come on. No, thank you, sir. That's creepy. So, but he, he like waits. He looks like he's readying his rapier where he's standing. Mm. So he is ready if anybody comes near him. And then after him, Kimmy, it is your, well, no, wait. Oh, I skipped his turn. Yeah. Hang on. You know, I find it unnecessary that we need to deal with pedophile skeletons, all right? Right? <laughs> Bree, it's your turn. I did miss you, so go ahead. 
So what does Bree want to do? She's probably going to go after the dude that was on the horse. Okay. He's being creepy to Kimmy. <laughs> so. Bree, what I will tell you as you move over and you, and you're kind of getting a look at this guy, uh, something kind of clicks in your head. You remember, uh, maybe it's been a while. It's been about maybe 40 years or so. But you remember uh, the time when for maybe about a year. Oh, shit. I know who this is. Yep. A <laughs> bandit and his men uh, were laying a siege to the town. And everyone lived in fear for about a year. Until Awful he was dead. captured with two of his men. And they were hanged and buried by the bridge. And while they were getting ready to hang him, they slaughtered his favorite horse right in front of him. That's just rude. His name was <laughs> his name was Kerchega. Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. Shit. <sighs> I wondered what happened to him. Kind of hoped I never saw him again. Alright. 19 to hit him. A 19 will hit him as it kind of gets between some uh, areas where his breastplate has rusted. I need you six points of piercing damage. <laughs> so it goes through and he uh, he looks down where it's sticking out of the breastplate and he just sort of smiles back at you. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Challenge. And then he's like, do I know you? Yes. All right. So after Kimmy, it's your turn. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh oh boy. Uh, uh I'm gonna pick up some pebbles very surreptitiously from the ground. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna cast magic stone on them as a bonus action. Okay. And then uh with my action, I'm gonna try well, I'm gonna ready an action. I'm gonna ready a sling attack if Kurchega gets any closer. Okay. Dustin. Oh. Um, hmm. I think I want to move up to Mr. Skeleton Man. Okay. And get up on him. I'm going to take a swing at him. 20. That will definitely hit him. Five points of damage. Oof. And what kind of damage is this, Dustin? Slashing. Slashing damage. All right. Good to know. So he will take that damage and he will, in turn, use his ready attack to swing yep. at you. So I say boo and I try to scare him. <laughs> he just gives you that toothy grin and he will swing with his. I don't think he has much of, much of a choice as a skeleton. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's always toothy. Mm. Usually. I mean, he could have no teeth. It happens. Oh, that's true. Can Skeleton smile? He does. All right, so he gets a 21 to stab you. Yeah, that that does hit. Holy crap. He does four points of damage. That should be piercing. Okay. And then he misses with his second attack. What? Yeah. Wonderful. He gets two attacks. He can ready two attacks. <laughs> well, That's he, crazy. He readied his attack. 
Mm. All right. So after he uses his action and Dustin has moved up the skeletons. Now, the one that's entangled, can he make another strength check? Uh, I don't believe so. I think he's just entangled as long as I keep concentration. Oh, no. He's very upset about that. He wanted to help. <laughs> uh, yeah, until the spell ends. Oof. Uh, and the area of the entangle is also a difficult terrain. Okay. So, you know. so that's 10. So this one is rounding around the rocks from the other side. And it looks mm. like it's going for Bree or Krona at this point. All right. Okay. So. Oh, he can use his action to make a strength check against the spell. No, oh, can he? Yeah. Ew. On a success, he frees himself. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. He'll try. I, I don't know. He doesn't have a very good chance of this, but let's see what happens. Strength check. <laughs> <laughs> so he is, you see him over there just like, <laughs> trying to pull himself free. He actually breaks off one of his fingers trying. So, oh. he, so he loses a digit in, a, in the attempt. All right. So after they both go, um, since they are, at this point, distracted, Anders leaps off the back of the signpost and is going to scramble onto the bridge and put some distance between him and the skeletons. So he will duck down like along the wall over here and get out of sight. So then it is Krona's turn. Cool. What does Krona want to do? Oh, uh, let's Bring your creepy friend back. Your mean creepy friend. I guess I'll just go to this zombie and kill it. All right. So you run up toward that skeleton. Oh, skeleton, right. Are you going to do anything special? Or are you just going to slash him with your blade right now? Uh, yeah, I'll do the thing. Okay. I'll do the thing and the thing. So you cut yourself with your sword? Yeah. All right. So as you do and you start to bleed and your blood looks black along your fingers where you slice your hand. Yep. You guys see this familiar shadowy form start to materialize behind Krona. Oh, no, not this guy again. And you hear, <laughs> you hear, oh, here we go. Let's do this again. <sighs> All right, Krona. So your weapon Same. is now bloodied and you take two hit points of damage. Oh, it's right. It's two now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. All right. So you swing at the skeleton, and let's see. You swing, but he gets his claw like in the way, and like glances the blow off, and just looks at you and chatters his teeth. And you hear behind you, "No, no, no! You have to come in lower. You know better." So then, after Krona attacks Bree. What do you want to do? I'm going to shoot at Korchanga, however you pronounce his name. Korchega. Korchega. There we go. All right. Sorry, I have way too many bolts. Things open up on the side. <laughs> Trying to figure out what the best is. Technology. Nice. Three. All right, so you shoot at Krachega, and you actually pierce him. Like, it goes right through the eye patch into the, into the eye. So he's, <laughs> yes. And he's just sort of tilts his head. 
and looks back at you and is like, that isn't very nice. It took a lot to keep that eye patch good. All right, so he will take seven points of piercing damage. There you go. He tries to shake the arrow out, but it's just stuck in the eye patch and it kind of wiggles. Mm-hmm. After you. So Kerchega is going to look back at his horse and say, Come on, you want to get in on this too. And it looks like he wants to whistle, but the whole function of whistling doesn't really work. Without <laughs> <laughs> lips. So while he, uh, the horse suddenly like lurches forward and starts heading toward you, Kerchega is going to attack Dustin again. So he will stab Sky. with his rapier. So one. Oh my gosh. So two attacks. Those both hit. He hits with both. So he stabs. And he does 11 piercing damage, and then he stabs a second time and does 8 piercing damage to Dustin. I am unconscious. Dustin collapses to the ground. Unconscious. Oh Oh, no. And dying. This is So do I go to zero or negative? You go to zero. So you drop below and then you come back and you stay at zero hit points. Ugh. Uh. It's the creepy hands all over again. I was unexpected. Um, I was very unexpected. All right. Kerchega laughs. He looks down at the ground and he just just snickers and laughs. Oh, so he can't whistle, but he can laugh. I see how it is. <laughs> Freaking skeleton. <laughs> A nice looks, laugh. He looks over at the other skeleton still in the entangle and he's like, get over here. <laughs> the other one just throws up its hands like. <sighs> all right. So after Dustin collapses, Kimmy, what are you going to do? Uh, well, I readied that one stone, and I'm not going to wait for him to come closer, so I'm just going to sling it. Okay. Uh. Uh, sling it, and he ducks sideways, and it goes past his head. The arrow in his eye patch wiggles as he moves his head. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Then after that, I'm going to book it, I guess. I'm going to go back here. And then around past Bree, sort of avoid uh, the shadow by Krona. It's like, oh. Okay. So the horse is going to move. So it charges around the rocks and it kind of runs over Dustin, but it manages not to step on him in the moment as he's collapsed and it's also taken a wide berth to not hit Kerchega, but it will double move and it gets right up in Bree's face and the the hooves come up, but it, it doesn't get a chance to attack this turn because it had to double move to get to you. So after it moves, Dustin, you need to make a death saving throw. Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, there it is. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is it's been fun, y'all. One uh, failure. One failure for Dustin. So you guys can hear Dustin kind of struggling to breathe, and Kerchega's just looking down and laughing. <laughs> Maybe he'll get up and help us. <laughs> All right, so after the skeleton is in combat with Krona, and it sort of like looks past you at the shadow, and then it's going to try to claw you. Okay. Shadow's kind of confusing it a little bit. So, 
So, first claw. So, it claws at you. It gets a 13 as it reaches out and tries to claw. I do not think that hits. Scrapes down your armor. You guys just hear the... <laughs> it doesn't hit him. Then, the other one is going to try to get out of the tangle that it's still stuck in. And it will. So it breaks free, but it takes its whole action. And then it kind of shimmies out over here and moves out of the entanglement, starting to head in your direction. Anders yells, get over the bridge! Get over the bridge! Get away from them! And then he will take his own advice and run across the bridge <laughs> as fast as he can. As he's running away, he, he throws a rock at the one skeleton. Can he do some damage? Let's find out. He, throws, no. he, he misses, though. <laughs> and he keeps running. So, after the skeleton... We got the, we got the same attack on throwing stones. It's destined. That's pretty good. <laughs> yep. So, Corona, this, this skeleton's claws come down in the front of your chest, but your armor protects you. And yep. it's just like up in your face, just like, and you can see like the, the d- decay from where it was buried in the earth. The dirt's kind of caked in all the little holes and crevices. And you hear, slash him open. Cut him, cut him in half. This one won't bleed, but let's see what you can do. Yep. So, you slash and your blade goes across and you crack a bunch of the bones. Roll some damage. Sweet. So you do six points of slashing damage. Do you break bones as you go, but your blade, the, the flames licking across your blade start to ignite inside of it. And it takes the fire damage as well. And you can see it's kind of licking up the inside of it. And that was a very serious wound. It kind of like tilts a little sideways at the hip where you broke some of its hip bones. So now it's kind of askew. Yeah. All right. So after Krona, Bree, this, this horse has just ro- just charged in and it looks like it's, it's rearing up. It looks like it's going to bring its hooves down on you if you stay in front of it. What do you want to do? I don't plan on staying in front of it. Uh, I want to move around it towards Dustin. All right, so you just leap up over the rocks that are in front of it and go underneath the hooves before they come down. And st- because you stay like in its threatened area, you don't get attacked as you move. You just kind of tumble okay. in. And Kerchek is like, that's no fun. Um... And I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on Dustin. All right, so you get to do, it's a D8 plus your spellcasting ability modifier. Which is, where do I find that? Uh, yours would be a Wisdom, so I think you don't have a plus to it, so it's a straight D8. I don't right now. That's fine. Three points back. Actually, uh, you would get um, your proficiency, so five. I think. Well, no. Spellcasting ability. So, no. Three points back. So, Dustin, you come awake with three hit points. And Kerchega looks at Bree, and he's like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> that was mine. No. Uh, I have a question. <laughs> no. <laughs> What's your question? 
do um, my death saves go away? Yes. Okay. Because you have healed. So you're alive again. All right. So Bree heals you. Kerchega turns his blade toward Bree and says, I'll take you down and then the others can't get back up. Okay. And he'll try to stab you. Okay. So he says as he stabs at you, weren't you one of the ones that helped catch me? Yes. So he'll stab and stab and he gets a 14 and a six. The six will definitely miss as you manage to use your bow to flick it out of the way. How about the 14? misses. Yep. So you flick it away and then you flick it back away. And he's like, <sighs> right then he cracks his bony knuckles. <laughs> I really dislike you. And I dislike you even more now that you're undead. <laughs> I can Feelings. see how she caught you the first time. Feelings mutual. Be quiet over there. All right, Timmy, <laughs> what do you want to do? Uh, oh, boy. Um, I'm going to use my bonus action. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Before I do this, I'm going to tell Krona, hop on. I'm going to use my bonus action to wild shape into a riding horse. Oh, <laughs> okay, then. I'm just I'm so very confused about how something so tiny is going to turn into a horse big enough for Krona to ride. <laughs> Listen, it happened. Magic. <laughs> and she has her, her ponytails still. Literally ponytails now, I guess, but mm-hmm. her mane. <laughs> All right, so let's make this Kimmy. And then uh, for my action, I'm going to go over and kick the skeleton uh, by Krona. Okay. So, gonna... so Krona, suddenly there is a riding horse right behind <laughs> you where Kimmy was standing. As a cute little scout hat and <laughs> ponytails. Oh, come on. <laughs> Dang it. What did you get? Let's see. <laughs> Alright, so you kick at the skeleton. Um, yeah, and you can step through whatever that shadowy thing is that, that Krona deals with. Mm. Um, and you just kick at the skeleton, and the skeleton is as surprised, I think, as Krona. And mm. it sort of dodges back against the rock, so it like, kind of falls back flat on the rock and then kicks itself back forward. Uh, you mm. hear the shadow creature go, Wait, she's a horse? <laughs> My secret true form. All right. So after Kimmy is going to be. Ah, so the horse, uh, it drops its hooves and and turns toward Bree and it's going to attack. So skeletal horse will kick with its hooves. And gets a 17 to hit with its hooves on Bree. I believe that hits you. Yeah, it does. Oh, it does 15 points of bludgeoning damage as it just... Ow. (laughs) Holy crap. And Karchega laughs. (laughs) It didn't like getting killed any more than I did. Who are you? (laughs) Dustin, you watch Bree get kicked by this skeletal horse and... Does Bree go down? 
Nope. She's still standing, but she has barely like definite this this giant bruising already, and it looks like it's starting to swell immediately. Okay. Uh does standing provoke? Nope. You used half your movement to get up. Alright. And is there a like a withdrawal action? Uh you take the disengage action action. So you can disengage. disengage and you can move away. Uh, so I guess, can I stand and disengage? Yeah, because mm-hmm. standing is a move and disengaging is the action. So you're okay. able to do both. So yeah, I want to disengage this way. Okay. And standing, and I'm going to pull out my javelins, and I guess I can't throw them this turn, right? Right. So you're, move- you're as you're moving, you're like pulling out a javelin. And uh is watching as Brie get kicked in the face and he like looks over as you like kind of crawl and get up and move away. And he goes, where are you going, big guy? Come back. I just cough up blood. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for our uncanny adventures podcast. Come back next time to continue our adventures.